Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. We're your host, Sean Rigsby. I'm Big Easy. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you back. Join tonight's special guests from AM Scott Distillery, Tony Scott and Jess. Thank you for being here. We definitely appreciate your time on this cold, cold Monday night. Thanks for having us. Anytime. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us. It's uh, it's nice to hear from a distillery every now and then because we're kind of geared towards not distilleries. You know, people that uh, do the stuff, well, that, you know, got their start illegally or whatever. But, I mean, it's everybody's got to start somewhere, whether, you know, you're running a distillery or, you know, no matter what you're doing. But I think that was one of our goals in the beginning was try to get people from everywhere just the uh legal moonshiner kind of falls into place really quick <laughs> it's a lot harder to get you yep. know a distillery to sit down and chat with you so so we're grateful you're here and thanks for being here so and we love local you know? oh yeah <clears throat> we love ohio you know <laughs> anybody from ohio that's where it's at in case you wonder am scott is in troy ohio which is uh, i would say about 20 minutes from me and 20 minutes from sean Mm-hmm. give or take you know so it's definitely uh i haven't made it up there yet um but i'm definitely gonna have to now since sean locked me in so yeah so how long have you guys been open right there in troy tony you want to take that one uh yeah we uh um kind of a backstory we <clears throat> jess and i both were in the i and uh a local brewery for a few years as a construction guy by trade and wanted to get into something a little more fun and had breweries for from 18 2018 and uh, sold the sold the the molar brew barn brand and uh or my portion of the brand in 2022 and um we ended up with the distiller's license um from making hand sanitizer during covid and kind of took it on as a pet project you know as i've gotten older it's been harder and harder to drink beer and not balloon up and you know <laughs> as you I feel weed that. allergies <laughs> and all the other stuff that you got when you get old right so um <laughs> so it kind of went from a pet project to uh, in 2022 when i sold that at 40 42 years old you can't retire so i uh i brought nine of my staff with me and jess was the CMO of Moeller and she came with me and we started this, this project and we'd already kind of gone down the, the path of, uh, we knew what Mashville we wanted to run, uh, for all of our products. And, um, we knew we were a really good sales and marketing team and knew we know how to produce beer. We knew how to produce and still know how to produce, uh, spirits. Uh, but there's a lot better people out there than us. And, uh, we were so busy producing beer that I ended up, uh, went up contract distilling, having the contract, uh, somebody to do our, uh, all of our spirits. And we do a uh, good, you know, small portion in our, we have a small still in our, in our shop. And, and we figured that'd get us started. And, and as we've gotten going here, we're, uh, getting ready to order, a. Well, actually, we we're in the process of fin- finalizing a 300 gallon still um, that'll go into our 
our uh, our warehouse, and uh, we have a, a local moonshiner um, that I won't wrench his name on here, so he didn't get in trouble. But um, that is helping us with that process, and um, and uh, he'll be our on-site distiller, and we'll start aging in-house and and create another brand there. So that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> but so where are you guys located at in Troy? Um, are you guys, so my better half works at the Ellison group in Troy, um, as a real estate agent, how close are you guys to that? Do you know, or that name is familiar to me? What street, what road? Oh, it's on, uh, it's right on the corner. I can't think of what road it's on. Is it close to downtown or more toward the highway? Uh, Yeah, it's it's fairly close to down. 25A, does that sound right? Okay, okay, yeah. We're not far at all from there. So our offices are right on South Mulberry Street. Um, We're kind of behind the main post office, if you're familiar with where that is on on South Market. Um, But we're right in the heart of Troy. Uh, Tony and I, we both live here in Troy. We have families here and really love the community um, and really love how the community embraces new business. And um, with the brewery we had here, um, it was one of the locations was in Troy and and really got connected in with the community. And that was important to us, knowing that we were about to embark on something new. And, you know, when you have all those great contacts, it's wonderful to feel confident about starting something new. And so um, our offices are in an old Pontiac dealership from the 20s. um, And bless you. And uh, we kept those there. So there's 12 of us there in the office. And um, we have a, a bottle parlor there as well. So 10,000 square feet. It's where we do all the bottling, blending, labeling. Um, our full design team is there, accounting team, marketing team. Um, and we have a side uh, portion of it that's Scotty's Bottle Parlor. So we sell all of our spirits there, uh, along with cigars and all the fun uh, cocktail mixology pieces that go along with it. And so that's open during the week and on Saturdays. We also have a second retail location uh, right on the square, right on the traffic circle in Troy. It's called Provisions Co. Um, we share and sell all of our spirits there as well, but it's a little bit more of a feminine brand, I would say. We have candles and tea towels and snacks and all kinds of local provisions that are mostly Ohio made, if not made in the United States. That's really important to us. So that's inside of the Mayflower building. So that's our other kind of Troy project we have going on. It's called the Mayflower by A.M. Scott Distillery. Um, it's in an old 1928 theater. Um, it was a vaudeville stage, which was meant for live performance. And, um, we're getting ready to open that here, uh, in the next few months as a cocktail lounge and restaurant that will feature all of our spirits in the cocktails, um, have a live music portion to it as well on that original stage. And then a, uh, rooftop bar will follow. So there's a lot happening in Troy. Troy's beautiful. Uh, my, my uncle lived there. We'd go out there all the time. And it's just, if you've never been to Troy, Ohio, it's definitely beautiful. They do the, the strawberry festival there every year. Oh man. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Like we got, there's a lot of hidden gems around here. So. Okay. So I was wrong. It's not on 25A. It was on uh, East West street. It's the black house at the five, the five way. Oh, they just opened. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. It's in the old co-op. <laughs> Um, there used to be a co-op there, but yeah, yeah, so we're not too far from there. So, um, that's, a uh, expert realty is, uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna have to, 
construction guy by trade. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to swing by next time I'm up that way. And yeah, we're not too out. far from there. <clears throat> yeah, maybe four or five blocks. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you guys, um, what kind of products you guys have. Are you, I mean, as far as whiskeys, bourbons. Yeah, so, I mean, going into when we started this, we, we really wanted to be able to offer a really unbelievable line of vodkas, bourbons, and gins. And um, being in the beer industry, you got to always provide new and exciting items. And, uh, you know, our marketing team does a good job with that. But we do <clears throat> traditional. Uh, so if you go to like Kroger in Inglewood, um, we have uh, eight SKUs or eight UPCs there. We would carry, they would carry, we have three iterations of our 21% mash bill, <clears throat> a small batch, which is five barrels or less, mm -hmm. uh, 92 proof mm -hmm. blended. We have a uh, um, actually in Urbana, which is near you, uh, Sean. We uh, we have a, a an artesian well there, that limestone well that we pull our water from, and we use a little bit of Fulton Farm strawberry in that mash bill. Um, and then the same iteration, we take uh, another barrel, single barrel, hundred proof, uh, four years of age, and then we have and then we have a barrel proof option as well, four years of age. So those are the ones that we, bourbons that we have in the store. We have a traditional gin, um, juniper flavor, heavy forward, nice and clean. Um, and we have an orange gin, which is very popular, popular light on the orange or light on the uh, <clears throat> juniper, a um, little heavier on the citrus peel. Um, and then we have uh, three vodka. So traditional vodka, six times distilled. It's a, it's a grain vodka. Uh, very, very clean. We have a lot of bars and restaurants that have been switching over to it. Good price points. Um, and then we have strawberry. Obviously, we got to have that for Troy. Uh, blueberry. And then uh, we always have a bunch of iterations. So a bunch of seasonals, uh, vanilla to cinnamon bun, peppermint, toasted marshmallow. To uh, We got pickle coming out here shortly for Bloody Mary month. Um, all sorts of fun things. And that's the cool part about it is, you know, having fun with it, just like you guys you know, you're trying different things. We also are doing the same thing. So, and then nice. we have rum, rum also coming. We've been barrel aging rum. Um, so it's, it'll probably come out mid year. Okay. So talk a little bit about your, uh, the, so you guys sent me a, a bottle of your single barrel. <laughs> so, uh, what are the grains that go into the uh, single barrel, the Scotts bourbon whiskey? Jess, you want to take it? You know this. What are we at? 21% rye. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I know. 4% uh, barley. And what's our other ingredient? 76 corn. 76 corn. Yes. We sent you single barrel. Yep. Um, then you sent me a, a small bottle, too. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. It's uh, small batch, so, I believe. Yep, yep, small batch. Yes, yeah, um, so at ninety-two proof, single barrels at a hundred. Yeah, and the thing is, is if you try if you try both of those, Sean, yeah, you'll probably find that I think our mash bill kind of sparkles at a hundred to hundred and five. It's actually a little smoother than the ninety-two. I don't, and and you'll get that a little bit with some of the water qualities that we have that we use out of our well. Um. So do you guys, well, I guess, how long was it in the, in the barrel in that one? 
Those are both four years. Four years? Okay. Yeah. Oh, duh. It says right here on the bottle. (laughs) Sorry. Well, go ahead, Easy. You got anything for them? So you said you you started with a brewery. Um, Was you one of the brewers there? Was you like a home brewer before you started, got into the brewery and got it up running? Or did you just step in like, hey, you know how you going? No, so um, I I own I was a real estate guy, and owned a bunch of real estate in Troy, and got burnt out to be honest with you, and really wanted to get in something fun, and I like beer and I like pizza, so oh, I was yeah. <laughs> I had I owned a I owned oh, a Lutheran man. church owned a Lutheran church here in Troy, and just kind of worked with the city of Troy, and didn't know anything about I mean I did a little Mister Beer things that you get at Christmas mm-hmm. and all that, but. I didn't really, really know anything. I uh, found a partner, Nick Moeller, um, that uh, had a small 75-seat location up in Maria Stein, Ohio. And, you know, he and I worked together with team and built that to, I think he's got four or 500 seats there now. And um, we had four locations, Troy, large one in Dayton by the stadium, and then uh, Monroe location uh, for production. And uh, we were doing... Oh man, so, I hate to cut you off real quick, but did you guys get CO two from a place called uh, Oh boy, Gear Gas? Yeah, that's yeah. where I know that name. I worked for Gear Gas for about three years. Oh, okay. Yep, Mulder's Brew Barn. I think I was there with uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, oh, he's an older guy. About he, you know, had a goatee. Always wore a baseball hat. I can't remember his name. But when I first started, I was riding around with him, and I'm like, man, that, that's awful close to the house, but just never made it up. Yeah. Yeah, we had quite a few quite a few folks in there, and they had – but through that process, you know, we brewed, brewed quite a bit of beer and learned from people better than us, right? I mean, that's what it all takes. and uh, That's how we all and, go. Yeah. So. And that process, in our, you know, our original – thought was we would take our beer and you know distill our beer down uh some of our higher stuff and you know seltzers and things like that and see what we can get out of them and uh, it turned out pretty good and it's just it just got to be where we just needed to we were making so much beer that it, it you know they needed to be separated so yep so are you guys in uh liquor liquor stores or all state stores i guess or bars or anything like that around here yeah, yeah. so we're in Go ahead. ahead. Okay. We're in, uh, I believe, just over or just at 70 uh, state of Ohio liquor stores now. So uh, we're spread out across quite a few counties now, all the way north, all the way south. And we're kind of spreading east uh, as well, just past Columbus. So uh, the the growth has been exciting to see. And um, we've had a good experience working with the state. um, But we're also in quite a few bars and restaurants as well throughout the state of Ohio. So it's been well received, and it's good to it's good to get feedback uh, from the the loyal people. You know, we've learned that the bourbon and, and whiskey industry is they're fiercely loyal, and and they'll get behind you if they appreciate what you're doing and share share what you're uh, working on. So it's been uh, certainly a uphill battle for me in marketing. Um, there's so many rules and regulations and red tape about what we can and can't do, and so. We're just really uh, trying to get creative with 
how we're sharing our, our spirits and getting that flavor in people's mouths is the biggest thing so that they really fall in love with it. Um, and I think that's where Tony and I work well together is being able to create environments where people can come in and try it and experience the space and the spirits that we've kind of put our heads together and designed. So we're excited about the spirits, certainly, but also uh, kind of my background is in architecture and design. And so um, being able to create spaces that people get to enjoy and, you know, within the communities that we live in, that's really special to me. So I do the design work and Tony builds it. So it works well. Well, good. Uh, what what size <laughs> barrels and what char are you using for your aging? Are they different chars, different size barrels? Uh, we use all number four char, 50, 53 gallon. Um, we do have some other smaller stuff that we're messing around with, uh, but all of our, like our new, like all of our rye and everything comes in, um, in that. And um, we do have some Ambarana barrels that are a little, little bigger, but they're all in that mid fifties range. Okay. So what, so do you guys, I'm assuming you don't reuse your barrels? Um, we, we've done a little bit of reusing. So we've done some where we put some honey into dumped barrels Ooh, okay. Let that sit in there, collect that bourbon, and then reintroduce bourbon to it to make honey bourbon. Um, but we sell most of our barrels. Um, we, they're available just about any time. I think we charge 50 bucks for them. Yeah. Really? So, yep. So, well, we're going to be coming up. <laughs> I need to make a yeah. table. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of furniture makers. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd use it for. <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Yeah, we just dumped we just dumped two rye barrels today. Um, seven year rye barrels that uh, that are available now. We we just require that we spray them, so you guys can use them for whatever you want. But but uh, but yeah yeah we're we're excited. We got a, a location in Plain City that we're working on too. An old nineteen early nineteen hundred clock tower building that um, uh, investor group and I and Jess put together, and again small store restaurant distillery. Um, also in London, Ohio, we're putting up provisions, um, which is just a small spirits tasting store. Um, and we've looked at other other locations too, so we're excited. You know, we really just started expanding in July and. It, you know, folks like yourself have been really supportive and we do appreciate all the help. Oh, for sure, man. That's, that's the best part about all this, you know, is just supporting local, you know, I didn't know you guys were open until you guys went on our buddy, our buddy's podcast, uh, American whiskey. And they said, I am Scott. I'm like, I've never even heard of them, but I don't venture that way. You know, right. Too awfully much, unless we're going to like agave and rye. Or mm -hmm. something, you know, something like that. But now I know next time we go there, we're heading over to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like I said earlier, it's such a loyal following that a lot of groups like yourselves have. And it's been such a challenge to find these groups because so many of them are private and they don't want to be, you know, on the forefront of, um, you know, social media and they're not overly outspoken kind of folks or groups. Um, because I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of trading and fun things that go on in those kind of groups. And 
we love that. But it's uh, like I said, it's kind of been an uphill battle finding you guys and and figuring out who the kind of the target audience is for our spirits. But mm -hmm. uh, it's going well so far. So we're doing all right. So the Moonshiner group, we're all everybody's like, hey, look at me. How you doing? <laughs> Come on over here. Let's hang out. Let's make liquor. Let's have a good time. <laughs> I like that. You guys we are all... more, more than welcome to come in and run still with us. Like, um, once we get our, um, you get that, you get big... that big jacket hooked up. I'll come in there and run. I'll run anything. So, <laughs> yeah, I imagine you guys are going next... with a, with a big jacket. It's still, are you are you going to run? Um, are you going to run steam? Or are you going oil? Uh, we're going to run. Like a... We're going to run uh, a combination of. We have an electric now and. We're gonna run steam jacketed, I think, going forward. Nice. So you know, they, they take a lot of work out of it. You know, just everything mm -hmm. in the pot one time, <clears throat> do your distillation. You know, you run in a big, a big place. A jacket's the way to go for sure. I could not, like, I didn't believe how fast those things heated up until I went to Sugarlands that time. How fast did that 750 heat up, Sean? Forty-five minutes. Well, most of the time they have a, they have a, they have some uh, a, agitator a, and a, stuff. A brew, a brew cat or a. Uh, shoot a, a pre a pre-warmed set of water mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh escaping my the names escaping. boiler is it uh, like it's it's all right just like we do in beer you know you pre you preheat it so you don't mm -hmm. have to heat it up, but all like remember we was out at indian creek sean and he runs his uh runs <laughs> runs it through a heater box that's on top of his still to preheat yep. his mash and stuff so yeah yeah, that's that's the cool part about our community too. You got those guys out there, Indian Creek, and you got Hainer here in Troy. Mm -hmm. um, you know they got cool stories. They got really cool stories, and all three completely different <clears throat> business models. All three, yeah. you know, marry well together in the community, and it's a, uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool community. So that's one thing I was getting ready to say. Um, there's a festival. Uh, it, it'll be the second year coming up. Uh, it's called Farm to Bottle. Okay. It's Down in be, Wilmington? Yep, it's in Wilmington, Ohio, and it's basically themed everything from the farm to the bottle. So um, he had, last year he had distilleries there, a bunch of, you know, uh, a few still builders and just, you know, random stuff like that. So yep, had 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 moonshiners, you know, had, had a lot of backwoods guys, had some big distilleries you know like northern <clears throat> yankee was there tucking reds um L lake erie from yep. you know, fred mm -hmm. from lake erie come down they had a jeff the creed was there and then they had the one guy with the uh with the box that had six different type of bourbons in oh you with the blending guy type. yep yep and and so th this year an old um old pap old chris lewis from pap's hilltop distillery mm -hmm. was there and, he, and i was talking to dan earlier today and um, he said he wants he wants even more, even more. So we'll have to uh, get you guys Dan's info, and you guys need to come down there and set up this year. I believe it's at the end of September. Was down it down in Wilmington, Ohio? We'd well, love that, to do that. And and this year they're going to be able, I guess, to do tastings. Okay. Well, we did tastings last year. But, um, <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I mean, there was tastings. <laughs> plenty of tastings last year, Sean. I don't know where you was. I'm just saying, <laughs> we definitely had some tastings going on. Well. <laughs> Whether they were legal or not, that's that's nothing to be here or there. But well, I'm going down that uh, road. <laughs> but I, I, I guess he um, he's trying to get permitted to have a pop up liquor store so people can sell their Thanks. bottles there at the same time. 
Because, you know, you try something, you like it, you want to buy it. And, you know, you don't have to be like, well, come on up to Troy and get you a bottle. Like, that's where that's where Fred ran into it from um, Lake Erie. He's like, man, I can't sell it to you. You know, I can't sell it to you. Come get one. It's like, well, you're four hours away, Fred. I don't yeah. think that's yeah. going to happen. And, and that's, um, that's the thing with Ohio being a control state. I, I would say it's definitely kind of a pain in the ass to have to work around stuff like that. <clears throat> it's good yeah. and bad, I think, to be honest with you. I, I mean, it, it definitely is more profitable for the, the Ohio distillers mm-hmm. um, because there's not there's it's a one party distribution. Right. So you so there is that um yeah it does it does make it a little different but yeah we've actually uh what worked good there we actually were throwing around an idea of letting farmers send us their grain their corn and actually aging it for them and you know and and calling it whatever you know whatever their farm name is for them and then creating bottles so that something like that would be really cool nice so talk a little bit about your guys's vodka i mean i know you i feel like you guys are really proud of your bourbon but uh vodka is definitely not something to you know write off either but um yeah i think with you know tony being a male and and that tend tends to be more of a bourbon tends to be more of a male drink from what i've gathered so far um we have a lot of really amazing and I, i'm not speaking for myself we have a lot of powerful i think strong women on our team in our office um and tends to be a little bit more of a vodka crowd um and so it's been exciting to really develop those um, i almost see it as sort of an entry spirit um not so harsh a really good mixer um and makes a beautiful cocktail sometimes and um we knew we wanted to have a really well-rounded collection going into the idea of opening up a restaurant. We didn't want it to just be a bourbon bar, just be a gin bar, really wanted to really uh, round out that collection. And so decided to bring on vodka and and started with our six times distilled. So um, really clean, smooth drinking uh, vodka. Um, I think it's uh, a good replacement for, uh, how should I say this, an orange and black labeled bottle that you see a lot. <laughs> in in the vodka world um also we've added quite a few uh flavored vodkas as well so we come out with a monthly seasonal and it's been really fun to see so yeah you said you say flavored like post flavored or infused we we do mostly post flavored um you know the only infused that we got is our gin currently Mm -hmm. um we don't really have the capability yet to do infusions like that and um and we we do uh we have that contracted out our mash bill contracted out um for that um so we do work with a really cool company uh that we found online called part one cocktail company and it's an infusion company and so we sell their infusion kits in our store um they come up with a cocktail uh recipe um and they come in these packets and almost looks like a tea packet but they come with eight cocktails in a box um infuse it with our gin or our vodka makes a really great cocktail. So that's been fun. But uh, also gin. Uh, I feel like gin's kind of been our sleeper, but we love, I have really come to love our gin. Um, we have our regular, which is a little heavier on the juniper notes, um, but wanted to come out with a citrus gin, which has been well received in uh, in the John Barleycord uh, Awards. Um, it's an orange gin and it's, it's really refreshing. Um, 
I think we've come to find that citrus kind of goes year round in Ohio. We'll take citrus in the summer, but we'll also welcome it and bring it on in the winter when it's cold. So um, that's been a really good seller as well for us. I think in the winter time, you'll want something to remind you of the, the warmer days that are coming. You get to that yeah. point, like, man, I, I need something summery. <laughs> I need something yeah. summery. Makes you feel a little better. <laughs> so anything, you know, especially yeah. especially week like this, like anything, mm -hmm. just give me anything. This week, right. it's more like 120 plus proof. <laughs> That's what you need to get you by. So, right, right. I saw so, somebody ask a question on there about the, how we came up with our mash bills. I, yep. um, to be honest with you, I like to make, we like to bottle things that we like to drink. So, um, you know, I've always drank bourbon in that 17, 18 to 22, 25% rye. And so as we started going through that, what we wanted to, uh, you know, how we wanted to blend and all that, um, we went around to talk to all these contractors to, to help us make our product, um, kind of settled in that, into that range and kind of fell, we, we really fell in love with that 21% rye mash bill with, um, MGP makes our mash bill for us. And, um, it's, it's been, been a home run. And when we blend it with, uh, the products that we got, it's, it's it, we're really happy with it. So same thing with our vodka, um, you know, it's messing with waters, doing all that kind of stuff. So we do all that in house. Um, we just don't make the bulk product yet. Okay. Well, y'all ever need some, uh, quality control, just give us a call. <laughs> and, um, uh, I've got we, experience in, um, judging liquor. We have a we have a group called the Morning Drinkers. You know, it's kind of a play on AM a Scott. Um, so um, yeah, we meet once a quarter and we taste all the barrels, and that's how we pick the barrel proof barrels, nice. uh, rye barrels, things like that. So yeah, I'll let you know next time you guys come over and sip oh, it up. Shit. I gotta be able to drink like twenty two to twenty five tasters of bourbons. <laughs> How big is a taster, you know? It's as big as you want to pour it. <laughs> and my man. Uh, <laughs> my man. I, uh, if I could make it through a Saturday at the Hillbilly Jam, I'm sure I could deal. So. <laughs> it's really bad because I'm working, so I don't even drink the whole time. So then by the time we get to the end, everybody is kind of having a good time. And I'm sitting there going, I need a cocktail. <laughs> See. I checked out this one place, you know, I was online messing around, seeing, you know, hiring, you know, tasters. And they're like, oh, well, you got to swish and spit. I'm like, bro, you lost me. You lost me, man. If I can't drink it, I'm not spitting it out. Like, it's blasphemy. You don't spit stuff out. Come on. It's always the first The first go around for the morning drinker is, uh, is always a little rough. They typically don't come back to the second one, and then they brave it to come back to the third one, and then they're good. <laughs> They've got it figured out by then. You got to get that second win, huh? Mm -hmm. I, I've been there. We, I'm, I'm sure we've all been there. Like, I'll sit this one out, but I'll be back in a little bit. And then you, you come back strong, and, and you finish the night off real strong. So, so do you guys offer like a, I don't know, like a white dog or a corn whiskey or a rye? That's You, you know what I mean, or anything like that? Yeah, we have a rye collection. Um Actually, our um, Un unaged, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, we don't, we don't <clears throat> have anything unaged uh, yet. Um, when we start producing our own stuff, we'll probably start getting into that. Um, you know, we're still trying to figure 
figure everything out and um but we'll have some unaged rum that but we we don't have any uh, unaged whiskey or uh any kind of blend of bourbon or anything so. nice and i know let's so i know you said you guys basically got started um with beer making beer and stuff that's general in my opinion that's the hardest thing about the whole distilling process is getting you know the fermentation right and the temperatures and you know and all that stuff even even with a lot of <clears throat> home distillers i'll be like man i made beer and wine forever and then they jump in they have a much easier go mm -hmm. when it gets into the distilling part because they've i don't want to say mastered the ferment but if you can ferment and make a good beer you ain't got no problem making a good liquor because there's a hell of a lot more work and steps and sanitation involved when it comes to making a quality beer as opposed to making a liquor. You know, you, you get an infection in your mash barrel, your liquor, and you're like, sweet, <laughs> grow, grow all you want. Add that flavor. I don't know what flavor it's going to be, but well, depending ahead, on which one thing. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm by no means a, a, a master distiller or brewer. And, but uh, we d I definitely had a, a fast class in it. And, uh, uh, you know, Nick Moeller, my, my business partner, he was a nuclear, non-nuclear engineer. And that's all. He loved making beer, made it in his garage forever and and learned most of that process from him. And, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I got the, the Cliff Notes version of, hey, I fucked all this stuff up. Oh, you're mess, you, you can cuss you can say whatever you but remember I all this stuff up it's unedited so it's here to this stay is the, this is the this is the stuff that uh this is the stuff that you shouldn't do um yeah. you know clean 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 and if i had uh, a nickel I'm, for everything i fucked up i wouldn't be doing this podcast with sean right <laughs> right but the next person the next person you take you uh the next person you teach, you're going to tell them, okay, don't do this, 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 and this. Yes. And at least it takes that process out. Yes. Of it. It's always, it's always nice to be like, like, man, I, I don't do it like that because of this bad experience I had. So yes, it's definitely, you know, the knowledge you gained, you're free to spread and that's what it should be spread freely. So definitely yeah, that, say, I, don't do as I say, not as I do. I do that a lot. So, and we really have a really good company culture of, Hey, there's a lot of people better than, us at a lot of things and they're willing to help us ask the question you know like i had everybody that works for me is way better than everything that I, that i am it's just you know you hire the great the best people and then they are the experts in xyz and uh and and it makes you look really smart if you hire really good people so you know that usually the owner of a football team doesn't know shit about what's going on on the field. So he hires great coaches to run a team for him and mm -hmm. win him a title. You know, you're, you're only as good as your team. So, you know, whatever you bring in is what you're going to get back. So yeah, man, go out there, get the best you can find, get the smartest people. And it's great to have people that you can always learn from. Right. So what's, um, what's your guys' biggest obstacle been since you guys opened up? Um, I, I, I honestly would say for us, you know, we had a leg up with all the federal licensing and all that stuff because the same in beer, right? So if you get a label for beer, it's the same as the labels for liquor. So we do all that stuff internally, which most people have to hire lawyers and all that other stuff. So most people say that's difficult. That's easy for us. We've always dealt with the TTB, the licensing, the all the other stuff. 
the hardest part for us, and it's probably the hardest part about all startup distilleries, is 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 cash flow, right? So if you're a startup distillery in Moonshine or this, that, or the other, and you want to get your product to market, you a lot of times rush it to market because you need money, right, to mm-hmm. buy more corn, buy this, that, and the other. For us, it we had six months where we just had our people together. So we had all the labels, everything done with that. So when we turned the button on July 1st of this year to be able to expand in Ohio, we went from seven stores to 70 stores hmm. and we sold 20,000 bottles in six months. So wow. keeping up with that pace, not necessarily from production line, but just making sure that our people can keep up with the pace and uh, all, all the different things. So um, it, it, that's probably the, we're used to a fast pace. That's probably the hardest thing. And that's the hardest thing in any startup business, but yeah. So what that, is, go ahead. That long stagnant transition period. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's what, that's what makes it so hard. That's why there's not, you know, a thousand small distilleries around yet. It's because it's being able to just eat that time and eat that money until you get going. That's what keeps most of us out of it. Yeah, you got to have a really, really big ambition. (laughs) (laughs) Got to have huge balls to take that jump, that's for sure. (laughs) If not, deep pockets help, I'd say. Yeah. (laughs) We come up short on both of them, Sean. We're we're just might as well just (laughs) stick to the beer kegs, huh? (laughs) Uh, Shit. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, hell, I about. Man, Sean. So um, as far as your, how many different lines of vodka do you have right now? And which one is your, is your best seller? We, we have uh, five, five distillery cores, vanilla, lemon, blueberry, strawberry, regular vodka. Our regular vodka is by far our best seller. It's in the most stores. This is um, the one I tried, um, the 80 proof. Yeah. Yeah. Neutral spirit. Yeah. 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 What'd you think of that? You can actually taste the grain in it, I feel like. It's, yeah, you know, Just it was little, vodka. It was sweet. vodka, but it definitely had its had its own little like everybody like I don't care how neutral it is. Um, if you've tasted enough moonshines and liquors, you can definitely pick out the you know, the the subtle hints on the back end. Yeah. Most most people won't. But yeah, it was it was soft. Like even for eighty proof, it was soft. There was no heat there, and it was I want to say flavorless. But like Sean said, you could pick up that grain note on the back end just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We try not to kill people on the price point with it either. It's nineteen ninety nine in the stores, so a lot of the people get kind of proud of their stuff, and we're just trying to make what sure. Proof it, what proof? What is, proof is most of your vodka? Is it all the same or? So they're all they're all uh, seventy proof except for the six times distilled. It's it's eighty proof. Okay, that's our traditional vodka. I just counted our lineup twenty twenty four, and we have eighteen different vodkas slated to release. So, and that includes some of them we've already released our core, but um, some really fun ones like we mentioned before, a dill pickle for, I think May we're slating uh, Bloody Mary month, uh, cucumber, cracked pepper, fun things like peach, pomegranate, peppermint. 
We just yeah. like to have a lot of fun with that. So yeah. I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have to come up here and try all them when that happens. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't hand me the cucumber one. We'll be all right. So I'll try all the other ones. <laughs> of all get your vegetables. Ain't, ain't no cucumber over here. <laughs> I, hand me the pickle. I love the pickle. <laughs> How much sense does that make? Hey, man, it's really? different, bro. You change it. It's totally. It's not the same. Ain't, ain't not. Ain't nothing the same about it. So, but um. Can you elaborate a little bit more on your barrel pro- <clears throat> on your barrel pick program that you do? Yeah, so we're a little different. So, um, you know, again, we're sales and marketing folks, so we like to fix things. So, uh, seems like all you, you know, whether you do a bourbon club or a bar or a restaurant or whatever it might be, you you can go you go out and you do these barrel picks, and you have to write a check for. Oh, 10, 20 grand, right? And then you got to make sure you sell them or sometimes they're half barrels. Well, we run a program where we actually, we'll actually, we'll, because we can distribute it directly out of our liquor store, out of our distillery. Um, you can come in and we only do a hundred minimum bo- or a hundred bottle minimum. Uh, it includes a custom label and you can come in, we do a whole thing for a team building. You can bring eight people in, do all the tastings, pick your barrel, we can do a single barrel or a barrel proof pick. It only costs you retail bottle cost. That's it. So if you had, if your podcast wanted to do uh, a half barrel pick or a hundred bottles, we would actually send you a link. They would actually purchase it from us uh, so that you don't have to collect the money. You don't have to put any upfront money in it. There's no deposit. There's none of that stuff. And then you would sell your bottles for your podcasts or business or whatever it might be. And then we would tell you when they're done, it's usually two to three weeks, four weeks after the pick. So it's an instantaneous. We do about four to five, six barrel picks a quarter. Um, and uh, it may try to make that process a little more streamlined uh, for you folks. It's nice. And we do four year, like I said, four year single barrel, uh, four-year barrel-proof. We have a seven-year single-barrel rye, seven-year uh, barrel-proof rye, um, which seven-year barrel-proof rye just was the John Barleycorn uh, rye whiskey of the year um, and a blind taste test. Um, and then uh, we have a seven-year, uh, it's a Founders. We only do one of those a quarter, uh, seven-year, 21% rye. Okay. So do you guys only do the uh, 53 gallon barrels and a, a little, the ones a little bit above, or do you do any testing with like 10 gallons or 30 gallons or anything like that? <clears throat> we have not got, we have not gotten into that as far as the, um, you know, and even when we've done big runs, we just would we'll just dump them into it. We got totes. We would just tote it until we get a 53 gallons and put it into a barrel, you know, and even all the ones that like our rums and our, um, honey bourbons and things like that we've always put them in 53 gallons to be honest with you because when we release them Mm -hmm. we need the volume uh i mean we have our barrel proof rye release the one that just won the award Uh, i would venture to say that by saturday midday 200 the 200 some bottles that we have for that will be gone so yeah that's insane i know when you said all that all them bottles like a lot of these small distilleries, you know, they'll do, you know, 10 gallons, 30 gallons, Indian Creek, you know, that's what they do 10 and 30, but <clears throat> they don't sell, a, if I'm, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they sell in uh, liquor stores. You have to buy it from the distillery. Now, um, I'm not entirely. <clears throat> I, I'm not real sure. I'm to be honest with you. Are you talking about Indian Creek, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 99% sure you're correct. I just can't give you a full hundred ever. So, but you wouldn't even if you could. <laughs> damn right. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, so, did you say that, uh, we're making a trip there on Saturday, Sean? I'll meet you there. Sure. Lamasters, I'll meet you there, brother. He's not far, <laughs> right up in Conover. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, so that's my niece. That's where our kids, Jess and I's kids, they, they go to Miami East, so it's right over there. But, uh, but yeah, we, well, and that good thing about, like, when we do those releases, we release them Friday at 8 o'clock at night. So you can actually buy them online. You don't have to stay in on stand in line, and we just have them labeled for you uh, when you nice. get there. It's still yep. first come, first serve. It's just Friday at 8. Yeah. And then Saturday at 11, we open up uh, for those that are have them reserved or want to get any left that are not. Uh, spoken for. Yeah. Okay. So I know you said something about the, uh, you guys are planning on doing like a 300 gallon still. Is that yeah. something that Vendom is going to build or do you guys, have you ventured um, into that area yet? Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm done. I don't have the information in front of me, but um, I, I, and I do not know who the manufacturer is. I'm sorry. Okay. They, we went through four or five different still building compartments uh, or companies and, uh, and we're using some beer equipment for part of it. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't blame you. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what I know too. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, you start dealing with fermenters, like there's tons of breweries getting rid of fermenters all the time. So mm -hmm. um, they're a little different, but you know, any kind of cone just, you know, we've got a lot of heights, so we need some, we want something that's a little taller. Um, but yeah, and, and there is um, some components that we added for infusions and things like that uh, so that we can take it through compartments. But yeah, and then when we get that up and running, we'll we'll get you guys over there. You can run it with us and do something live or something. But uh, sure, anytime. I'm all about running still. Any size, anywhere, on any type of fuel. <laughs> I'll push buttons and turn knobs, so I figure it out. <laughs> well, that's that. That's the cool thing. Like you said, you know, um, you can use brewing things, you know, for distilling. I mean, essentially, a tank's a tank at the end of the day. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you can so put we, a top. Go we ahead. ferment in trash cans if need be. <laughs> well, know? I mean, really, you know, you can put a top on it and then you know, a tower or whatever else. I mean, that's, that's what I really love about this. It's everything. I mean, whether it's bourbon or vodka or, you know, the still boiler, whatever. I mean, you can do so much stuff with anything. And you can modify it. Like you can modify it to meet your need, to meet your needs so easily. And it's so craft. Like I always love the, the home distiller where people look at their rig. Like, I can't believe you're using that. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love that thing. <laughs> How does it not blow up? <laughs> I, I like stuff like that. Like it, it piques my interest a lot more than, you know, a big thousand gallon still. And, you know, like those are what they are. You know, it's all a lot of it's turnkey. So yeah, the, the small rigged, rigged together. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. I love seeing well, it. So. Right. But like, 
you know, a distillery that if you're just wanting to do vodka, then you're going to build a still just to do vodka, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But so are you guys just in Ohio or have you guys ventured off to any other States yet? Or I'm going to let Jess answer that, but I got to get another drink. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we're in Ohio right now, but we do have a license for Kentucky. Um, talking to a couple of different distributors about kind of what, what's the next best move for us. Um, because I think it's easy to look at Kentucky and say, oh my gosh, can you imagine trying to get in there and become known? It's so overpopulated with so mm-hmm. many distilleries and I can appreciate that. Like that's the home of, you know, where it all started and, and that's what they, that's who they are. That's what they do. And, and I love that. Right. I love that about them. Um, so we do have our license in Kentucky. Um, we are also uh, online and we can ship to seven, I believe, seven different U.S. states currently. Um, and we can also ship our spirits to 71 U.S. military bases currently, which has been a really neat uh, kind of piece for us because uh, we came out with a, a salute to service collection. So it's a line of seven different uh, small batch bottles that are all themed uh, for one branch of the military or another. Um, and so you have, you know, even Space Force. We've got a bottle for Space Force now. So um, it's a really great line. And um, we're able to, sh- to ship to that now, but we're also getting ready to add on uh, another option to where we can ship to 41 states. So as you guys know, uh, you know, it's a state to state. It depends on what the rules are there. You know, even within those seven that we can ship to, we can't even ship a bottle to Springfield, Ohio. Like it's, we can't ship within Ohio at all. So um, it's really kind of that state to state rule. And I know there's different legislature trying to get passed all the time to allow that to really open up, especially for small craft distilleries. Um, that'd be wonderful. But um, we're just kind of easing into this. Um, like we mentioned before, it's it's been kind of a rocket ship since July 1 when we kind of started this thing up or went live with the state. Um, and so really kind of picking what our next best step is has been uh, kind of what we're focused on really. So it's exciting. Um, I know there's a lot of really great bourbon festivals down in Kentucky that we would see last year, but you know, quite a few of them only uh, kind of entertain folks who have that distiller's uh, license there. Um, so we're, we're thinking about moving down there. It's just partnering up with the right company mm-hmm. to, to grow with us. So, yeah. Yep. Well, that's what's, I really appreciate about, you know, you guys and all the Ohio distilleries, you know, because for the longest time, Ohio wasn't known for liquor. Right. You know, and I would say in the past five or so years, probably a little longer than that, but it's made a name for itself. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we necessarily need to, you know, get into Kentucky immediately and try to compete with the folks there. Um, Last September, October, I believe it was, we went to Hen McFarm and Brewery up in uh, Newark, not Newark, Delaware, Delaware, Ohio, I believe. And um, it was an OHLQ pop-up store and festival, and it was a, a spirits tasting. I think they allowed, I don't know, five or 600 tickets, and it sold out almost immediately the, the week before. And it was really exciting to see that it was all Ohio distillers. Um, I want to say there was probably... I don't know, 30 probably distilleries there representing from all over Ohio. And um, 
just even more cool to see Indian Creek and us and Heener all there, three of those being from Troy. Um, so I, I think there's a, a momentum here with distilleries in Ohio and it's exciting to be a part of it and kind of make a name for ourselves, like you said. Absolutely. So what kind of uh, goals are you guys, do you guys have for, are you guys, well, I know you, you talked about um, bringing in this, that big still and all that, but do you guys have any other goals set as far as, you know, distilling at other locations as well or? <clears throat> yeah, we currently have a still site in all of our locations. And when we go into Plain City, there'll be a small still site there, uh, London. Um, th there'll be five gallon stills um, that will run periodically to make local product at those places. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we have a lot of big goals and, um, like I said, we're really good at sales and marketing. And so for us to grow, you know, outside of the state and become a, for us, we want to become a regional brand mm -hmm. and, uh, we want to make good product, but we also want to keep it local. So if we're able to make some, local specific products. All of our stores have um, local high school shirts and, uh, you know, in Hobart we have, or in uh, Troy, we have the Hobart original welding pictures and uh, the original patents that Jess does tea towels of for the original Hobart mixer. You know, in Plain City, they're looking at all those different things that Plain City provides and going into these small towns and connecting to them and letting them connect to our spirits. Um, so, you know, you know, a couple can come in, the guy can come in, drink some bourbon and, you know, do a little shopping. And, you know, we have a lady in Castown, Ohio, since you're familiar with Conover, uh, that <laughs> makes, makes deli beans and pepper relish for us. We sell that in our stores. And um, one of our investors uh, is a principal or one of the owners of uh, Hartzler Dairy. So we're going to be bringing in Hartzler Dairy. And uh, we have a lady in Fletcher, uh, Ohio, that makes our lotions and so that that's just you know for us to connect to these communities and uh, be able to share our spirits with them and i think that's important to, and, and we're taking these old buildings that were mostly neglected in these small towns and i mean spending millions of dollars on these renovations to to make them into to bring them back to life it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and you know, for me, I, you know, I got burnout in construction, but it still gives me that opportunity to to turn these historic buildings into something that these towns can be proud of again. Nothing like a little demolition to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but they're damn expensive to do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and that's the thing too. That's really cool. Um, you talked about being really good at marketing. You know, most of these small distilleries that, like me, if if I were to open one, not me. I might be I might be yes. able to make the liquor, but I wouldn't be able to fucking market. Like that's not me, <laughs> you know. So I think a lot of the places that do wind up failing are terrible at marketing. Mm -hmm. Yep, like you see it all the time. You know, if, <laughs> and then like it, it helps if you're a personal person. You can go out, you can talk to people, you can talk to anyone. Like you got to go up and talk to Sean and make him speak to you. Whereas I'm over here like, Hey, how you doing? What's how you doing? Let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, a, I think it goes with anything. Like even when I was in construction, <laughs> building houses, right? A lot of people can build houses. It's not rocket science. There's a lot of people over a period of time, depending on if it's, you know, two months or two years, you can figure out how to make moonshine, whiskey, 
figure out the process, right? It's can you sell it? Yeah. It's really what it comes down to is mm-hmm. can you move it? And you know, it's the same thing with housing. You know, <clears throat> if I gave you a deck package, you could probably build a deck. Whether it takes you two months or two years, you could make money off of it. But can you sell another one? Can you mm-hmm. sell another one? Can you sell another one? Yeah, that's just it. Anybody can sell anything one time. It's getting the people to buy it again. How do you get the same person <clears throat> to come back every time? Every time I love your product to the point where you come back, you know, a lot of it is support your community and your community will support you. And that's, that's just, it doesn't matter what business you're doing, you know, if be good at what you do, love what you do. And people know it, you know, you could tell when, when you got the guy over there or the lady and she's just loves what she does as opposed to the person that they give you the vibe, like, man, do, do you even want me here? <laughs> you know, like you act yeah. like you don't want me here, you know, like, yeah, enjoy it. So that's a lot of yeah, you, you, you sure. can create the you can create the buying decision one time because they buy it because it's local, mm-hmm. right? But you need them to buy it continually, and you need them to be able to go to Columbus, Delaware, or Delaware, and they need to talk about it to their friends and um, and and that's it. Just depends on what you like and what you want, you know. Yeah. And we're really proud of it, and I'm proud of my team. Jess, I am, I'm terrible at marketing. Uh, Jess is the boss lady on that, so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, like I said, you know, you, you're as strong as the team you bring in. So, you know, like yeah. if, if, if you get somebody that's great at something that you're not good at, you learn a lot from them in the process, but then they do such a great job for you, you know? So yep. yeah, and she has a great team and, you know, I have a great sales team and I really, you know, when you don't have to worry about it, when you leave for the weekend, it's a good, it's a good place to be. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so what would you say or well i guess you know what's your best seller yep we'll end with that what's your best seller and then what do you love the most that you make uh so our single barrel and our small batch go head to head on our best seller as far as the bottle count um and then i think distilled vodka just has those numbers but i was gonna say i was just gonna pull up some numbers here orange gin is a good is is really good we sell a shit ton that's a metric unit um, <laughs> of strawberry vodka. We, I think we sold a thousand bottles or something dumb mm-hmm. for the strawberry festival. So, you know, that, yeah. that it skews the, it skews the numbers a little bit, but um, yeah, it, we're, we really sell a lot of everything and, nice. you know, and, and you know, go in and you want to be a bourbon guy, but for us, we want all of them to be awesome because somebody may only drink peppermint schnapps and you're able to mm-hmm. switch them over to peppermint vodka and and you know you just don't know people love so many different things and uh, so many different cocktails yeah people like what they don't eat don't even know they like it until you get get them to try it and they're like oh i really like that that's i really like that so well and that's and that's the thing too you know i've noticed most distilleries either they'll at least around here if if they're moonshine based they have a lot of flavors but if they're bourbon based, then they kind of like the vodkas, the flavored vodkas, or or something. So, I I mean I don't know the numbers, but if I had to guess, I would say women. Um, it's your money. Yeah, and women know? are your money. You know that's that's your money. That's <laughs> where you make most of your money. That's from the ladies, because <laughs> you know the men men want what the women want. You know, so and that's just the way it is. For every everywhere in the year, I'm all talk about you know you'll sell a hundred 
flavors for every clear jar of liquor and it doesn't matter if you're in the backwoods or in a distillery you know like and, and there's a reason why uh, amusement parks are for kids it's the same deal you know like yeah. you, know, you got you sell, you sell it to the man's family and he'll gladly pay for it and he'll gladly buy his family something before he buys himself something and that's just oh, yeah. how it is so yep so we're coming up on the hour um let it tell everybody uh, where they can find you guys on social media. Um, where they can that. get your bottle shipped, you know, yep. where you guys are at. And oh. I want to know what Sean thought about the single barrel. He didn't say. Oh, the single barrel? Yeah. I, it's a smooth. Um, I'm you not can a tell real. Me if you didn't like it. No, no. So I'm, I'm not a real big uh, whiskey guy, bourbon guy myself. Okay. Um, but I appreciate good liquor. And it's great liquor. Um, I that's that's why I asked you about the white dog, or well, I guess the 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 clear corn liquor, mm. uh, because I like, I feel like the wood overtakes the character of the liquor itself. Interesting. Not that's, your that, guys, it's just in general. Yeah, Jeff, that's a me too. I, I like my <laughs> I like my liquor clear, um, clear as can be. Mm-hmm. without without um some people they they like bourbon they really like that woody that oak i don't i want i want just the the flavor of the the mash bill to shine 100 percent. and i've Before, had some good i've had some good bourbons and you know and so you know, i'm just i'm not a big wood guy i'm not a big oak guy and and i think that's just from running running my own liquor clear all the time and, right. <laughs> and I, I don't like to put wood on it but yeah. you know, I, I believe I tried your uh, – I forget which one you guys sent me. I, I tried it. And, you know, it was it's a good bourbon. So so four-year is about the most I would personally go if, if I'm buying it. Um, I had a two-year apple brandy from Indiana. Um, it was pretty good. It was the best apple brandy probably I've had. Um, but – yeah, four years about the the best I'll go, the most I'll go. Um, Are you talking before it gets a little too oaky for you? Yeah, before it gets a little yep. too strong for you, the four years yep. about your max. Yeah. Now, when you when you do mash, when you do, you know do your own moonshine mash, but do you do more rye? So r- so rye is actually my favorite grain. <clears throat> I, I like my I like the wheat. I'm a weeded guy. Um. But the rye, a lot of people grind it up. I, I won't grind up mine. I'll just soak my rye mm-hmm. because I feel like it really helps. Well, it's not not so peppery. You know what I yep, mean? Yep, the fi- the, the finer, you, yep, the finer you grind that rye, the more peppery it's going to be on the back end. So I, I'm with Sean. If I'm using rye, I'm just going to soak it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to grind it. I'm definitely not going to flour it. Um, I'm just going to soak it just like it is because I don't. I'm not a big rye. I like my wheat. Like I could do 100% wheat or corn wheat. That's me all day long. Yep. But the the thing is too though, um, if if I was doing the same thing you guys were doing, my equipment would be different. You know, you guys would be able. To, I'm assuming you're planning on cooking on the grain. Correct. Like well, just sorry, distilling. Distilling on the grain. On the grain. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. The jacket. Yeah. See, that's not anything I would. You know what I mean? I would it, never have it's done. Not, it's not anything you're we're able to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something I'm able to do, and it definitely um, it, it changes things. You know, it definitely changes your flavor profiles when you're able to distill on the grain. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm 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 intrigued when you guys get that set up. I'd like to I like to compare and contrast, you know. So like if you do one, like if you do a same mash bill that you're that you're you're uh, sourcing now, and then you're able to compare them, like oh man, you know this I like this a lot better. So um, do you? It says on the bottle it says you know four four year old uh, barrel aged non chill filter. Do you guys do any kind of filtered on anything, or is it just? I fil- we filter the char the charcoal out of it when we yeah. um, pump it out of the. Uh, that's just really just to get particulates out of it. But mm-hmm. um, you filter it too much, you get you lose a lot of that flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, in we that's why we kind of stuck at ninety two because if we got any lower than that, it got it got real cloudy um, okay. uh, for us. Um, you won't see that in your clear shine, you know, but it's for us, it's all the water and, you know, that limestone well that we got it coming yeah. from it. It really gets really murky if you oh, get down in the road. And that's where you get guys, to the chill chill filtering in for like ground yeah. and things like that. So you got you guys proof with that artesian well lime, limestone water? Just for our yeah. bourbons. Just for your we bourbon. have a diff, We have different water for our gins and our, uh, yeah. and our vodka and rum. So I've got a a random question about that so do you guys as far so just say you pull a barrel as far as proofing goes have you guys ever added the water to the barrel and let it soak in the barrel for 24 48 hours that you actually dumped and then pulled that that water out and and proofed the barrel um we have we have not done that uh sometimes we'll proof the you know it gets a little high and we proof it down before we Oh, uh, mute your microphone and let him talk, Sean. What a bad host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no problem. Yeah, no, we've never done that. But uh, uh, it's uh, for us, um, we really got the flavor that we wanted with uh, just using the, the local water. And nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, but we have proof down when we, we put some stuff into aging, you know, we, if we're going to make a single barrel and we split it in half to get two honey barrels, you should yeah. try to make that a little more flavor, but nice. But, uh, but. all right, well, we'll let y'all get off here. We've been on here long enough. So I imagine Sean, Sean's in trouble already. It's normal. So but yeah, anyways, I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. We've had everybody here long enough. So you guys, yeah. you get to Troy, Ohio, um, Go check out AM Scott Distillery. Um, next time, every all y'all come up here for my birthday party in October, we're gonna make a, a mass trip out there. We're gonna check it out. I get about 20, 25 moonshiners from all over the country that come in for my birthday party in October every year. So we'll make a big trip up to see you guys, and we look forward to that. Um, won't we? Won't we run something while you're while you're there as a group? <laughs> you had me at run, so <laughs> I'm about that life. So um, it's. We appreciate you guys giving us your time, Tony, Jess. Uh, best of luck to you. We hope everything keeps expanding and growing and running the way you want. And I really look forward to uh, checking out your new 300 gallon still when you guys get it all set up. So, and we'll be at, we'll be up there to check you guys out and buy some bottles prior to that. Yeah, yeah. We, I actually, I'm gonna we get off here. We're gonna hop in the group chat and see if we can't set up a little swing by on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, just let Jess know uh, or myself know and. We'll uh, we'll make sure everything's ready for you, my man. We cool. appreciate you so much. You guys have a, have a great evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. Who we got next week, Sean? 
Uh, we've got Patrick Heiss from Wilderness Trail in Kentucky. And Firm Solutions. Firm Look Solutions, yep. All right. All right. Well, everybody have a great night. Thank you so much. Um, stay warm if you can. <laughs> <laughs> we love all y'all. Shine on. Yep. Bye, have guys. Bye. Bye now.